What's going on, everybody? This is Codis with the Yolt Christian Podcast. Um, I'm here again with Jared. How we doing, Jared? <laughs> I felt that. I felt that emotionally. Yeah. Um, Deep down. <laughs> no, it was actually a really good day. Um, it's just, you know, it's uh, it's all about prioritization is what life is right now. Yeah. So, um, like, literally tonight, so we had the championship game for our softball Ooh, team. tell us about that. Let go. Yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> oh, you didn't go. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, and I hated it, but it's priorities. And so I had something to do with the church, um, a small group. Um, mm, church, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, so it, it like, yes, softball is like really fun. That's what I look mm-hmm. forward to pretty much every week. But, you know, it's uh, what comes first, you know, and it's, it's mm-hmm. God, family, church, recreational activities. <laughs> so, um, you know, it just so happened that three of the, no, two of the top three were uh, the same event tonight, so I had to make that a priority instead of softball. Yeah. But yeah. it's all good though. I don't even know if they won or not. Which honestly, hopefully they did. Well, okay, so there's not many high hopes, and I'm not saying this in a conceited way, um, but my brother and I are the best people on the team. Well, right. if not, definitely a top four. Um, and there's only four people on the team. Kidding, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, no, there's only six. I'm just kidding. Um, but. Uh, no, so, like, literally, like, the last game, my brother and I were the only people to score. Um, and so, anyways. Dave Ruth out here. No, no, no. I'm just fast, and Scott can hit. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, I didn't go because of that. And my brother's basically girlfriend, girl he's been hanging out with, um, trying to date, she uh, came down positive for COVID. So, he didn't go Ooh. just in case. He was positive. So, um, it's still a thing. Oh yeah, no the Delta virus. Have you uh, you heard much about it? I've heard about it, but like I just don't care. I guess like yeah. that sounds bad, but I just don't care. Like yeah, I it's uh, God's got me. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm not worried about it myself, um, but uh, it's. I think from what I see, at least down here, Delta is worse than what it was at the very beginning. Yeah, I've heard it's um, pretty bad, but, but I'm just you know. God's got me. I don't yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. That sounds well, selfish, and people are probably going to hate that. Uh, but no, I don't I'm care. right there with like, you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't yeah. care. I'm still not going to get the vaccine, no? no. Uh, yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. But anyways, um, we could make this entire show about politics. Oh, yeah. That's a not. whole different podcast we could do. Yeah. So, But we're not going to for now. Instead, what we're going to do is talk about the last chapter of Matthew. This is the last Matthew yeah. series podcast. So, Codis, tell us about it. Tell us about Matthew 28. So, pretty much, it starts off, it's the day after the Sabbath. And if you don't know what the Sabbath is, I'm personally not too informed on it. But from what I know, it's pretty much a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear myself echoing, just so you know. I don't know. If... Let me, uh, yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll All right, it. so, pretty much, day of the Sabbath. Um Pretty much it's a day after the day of rest, so Sunday. Usually it's on a Sunday is when people do the Sabbath. Um, they basically don't work. They don't do anything to exchange. They don't – anything that's labor or work, you just don't do it pretty much. It's a complete day of rest. So no trading money, no giving – anything with money, trading, working, they just don't do it. Pretty much that's a Sabbath from what I'm aware of. So pretty much Mary and Mary Magladon, Mag, Magladin, you know, the other Mary – they pretty much, um, I think they were walking to the tomb, right? Uh, yeah. So they went to go view the tomb, and then there was a big, like, violent earthquake. Like, it just shook the place. And then an angel appeared out of nowhere and was like, yo, Jesus is alive, guys. You know, like, you should yeah. go to where he lays. 
And so, and then he was like, and then go tell the disciples to go to Galilee and he will be there pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it says that, uh, where's it at? Um, it says something about the guards, like they scared the guards to death or something. Yeah. The guards were so, were so shaken by fear of him that they became like dead man. So I'm guessing, you know, these guards are just chilling at Jesus's grave and an mm-hmm. angel appears with like a big earthquake. Like they're probably just like standing there just like shocked. Like, yeah, yeah. They're probably just like what just happened? Like, if that doesn't make you believe, I don't know what, like, what, what, what doesn't, you know? Because right. if I was, if I was guarding a guy who said, who said he was the Messiah and then a big mm-hmm. earthquake happens and an angel appears, I'm going to be like, Hey, maybe this guy, you know, maybe he, maybe he's the real deal. Yeah. Well, so, well, let's, let's not forget that in the last chapter, the Pharisees asked uh, Pontius Pilate, it was like, look, he said he's going to rise in three days. Yeah. So the guards knew that he had claimed to, that he was going to rise yeah. in three days. So you think they were um, just sitting there just like, oh no, come on. Oh no. Like they were just like scared <laughs> that whole day. Just like, yeah. I wonder, sleep. like, I wonder if they were sitting around the bonfire or something like that. And then, or like, I guess you could say campfire, but, yeah. um, and then they're like, you'd see one of them like biting his nails or like one of them just like sitting there, like judging the ones that are like nervous. Like, I wonder if yeah. they're, they're like, oh, this of... is, this isn't real. And then one's like, dude, what if it is though? Like, they're just, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm that's sure a they stressful had that day. Kind of... For sure. I'm sure it was really <laughs> stressful once that, uh, that, yeah. that tomb... uh-huh. but keep yeah. going. So pretty much the Mary and Mary Magdalene were like, all right, let's go to tell the disciples and stuff. So pretty much they, they quickly ran to uh, – they quickly ran to Galilee, told all the disciples and everything. And then, yeah, so then Jesus, he meets them in Galilee, and he's like, yo, what's up? He says, greetings. And then, you know, it, it's crazy that some of them – like, well, okay, that's, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, right? Yeah, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. So anyway, he says, greetings, what's up, pretty much. And he's like, don't be afraid and go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Wait, so I messed this up then. He hasn't met the disciples yet, right? No, he just met Mary and Mary Magdalene. Yeah. So he hasn't met them yet. But so they meet Mary and Mary Magdalene, and Jesus is like, hey, how you doing? Hey, mom, you know, great reunion going on. Hold on. Sorry. So I'm laughing because um, you're saying Magdalene, and I'm thinking of a Megalodon. Um, And and so I'm thinking of a giant shark. (laughs) Um, Have you seen the new Suicide Squad? No. It's, oh wait, some wait. commercials I, I with the shark. I, I've seen the meme with the shark with like the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, no, you were saying Megalodon. What's sorry, her Magdalene. name? What's her name? Magdalene. Uh, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. But <laughs> I was Megalodon. No, I'm cool with Magladon. you saying Megalodon. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you were laughing. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, sorry. I wanted to clarify why I was laughing. I didn't want you to think I was laughing at you. I look up and you're just dying. <laughs> I was so confused. Like, did I say something? No, I, I did. But... I was just imagining, like, I know it's not, I know Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, you could, uh, I guess Catholics would say, are different. But, like, I was just imagining, like, the face of Mary with, the, like, a shark. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, that's but funny. I got, I got sidetracked. <laughs> so, okay. pretty much, Jesus meets Mary and the other Mary. And he's like, all right, don't be afraid. It's me. You know, I'm alive. And then he's like, go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. So pretty much they go tell the disciples, like, yo, Jesus is alive. Let's go to Galilee. So they all start leaving there. And so the soldiers that were at the campfire, they pretty much go to, uh, I don't I think, where'd they go? They go to a town pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they go to, like, the chief priest, and they're like, yo, you know, you were right. He's back. He's alive. And then they, they pretty much paid the soldiers to be like, yo. Just say that, like, because the governor, if he heard this, he was going to be, like, mad. 
So pretty much the the high the high chief high chief the chief mm-hmm. priest was like, all right. So basically, just say that the disciples came in the middle of the night and just stole the body and got it out of there. And so mm-hmm. that's pretty much what they did. And so that's I guess that's how that theory where people are like, oh no, Jesus's body was stolen. Like he didn't really resurrect. I'm yep. guessing that just got taught passed down to years and years i don't know yep. or maybe they read the bible and just i don't know anyway yeah. so pretty much i thought this part was interesting right here so pretty much the disciples meet jesus <laughs> and so some worshiped him and then some doubted like i thought that was pretty interesting mm. like i feel like that's the last thing they would do is like doubt that that's interesting jesus Let, let's highlight that okay so remember, I think it was Matthew 14 where it talked about There's Jesus. There's a lot of places where they just yeah. doubt Jesus. Yeah, but I, I think it's uh, when he walked on water, he got to the boat, and they yeah. said, wow, you really are the son of God. Yeah, and he's so, like, why do you doubt me? Exactly. He's done it a few times. So, like, I don't know about you, Codis, but I feel bad sometimes when I have doubts, you know? Oh, yeah. And and so it's like, which granted, those are usually quickly resolved um, with mm-hmm. faith and, and stuff like that, but um, and logic. <laughs> um, but and reading of the word. But anyways, um, but these people s- literally saw the miracles. They literally yeah, was, walked with I Jesus. I was just they about to say to that. Jesus. Like they yeah. saw all of this stuff and they're still doubting. Like, you yeah. know, I've never seen Jesus. So like, I'm not going to justify this sin at all, but I'm like, Oh, it makes sense. You know, I didn't actually see Jesus perform these miracles. So I, I doubt sometimes. So I'm not I'm justifying. I'm just saying like, yeah. these people walked, breathed, yeah. like hugged Jesus. So like, how could you doubt? Like you spent mm-hmm. years with this man. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you know, maybe that's a ghost. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it, it definitely humanizes them as well. Yeah, it as, does. It does. As well as helps me to realize that I am not necessarily wrong in my doubts. But mm-hmm. you, if you think about it, skepticism and doubt, they, they kind of go hand in hand. But true mm-hmm. skepticism actually validates the words of the Bible. But doubt kind of leads you astray if you allow it yeah. to consume. Um, so skepticism is good, but, but doubt is bad. So doubt, as we talked about plenty of times before, decreases the level of faith that we have. Um, but yeah, keep going. All right. So pretty much this is the best part. All right. So Jesus, pretty much this is a great commission. So I'm just going to read it. So, uh, Matthew 28, uh, 18. So all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end. So let's break that down a little bit. First, he basically says he has all the authority. You know, he's Jesus. Obviously, he has all the authority. Mm -hmm. And then he basically tells us that we need to go to all nations and make disciples. We need to lead people to Christ. And it says to baptize them. So when we were talking about the baptism video, and I asked, like, one of my friends asked me to baptize, baptize him. I didn't know how it worked. Mm-hmm. So I think you were right when, like, the, the disciple who brought the person to Christ should baptize them. Mm-hmm. I was reading that, and I, and I think that would be a really good choice because it says, so, so go make them a disciple and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So yeah. I think the person who, like, saved you, your disciple or apostle, I don't know mm-hmm. how that would work, should baptize you. Yeah. And then you were going to say something? Yeah, no, you just uh, – you said apostle, which some, some uh, denominations believe that, you know, like, pastors are apostles – I I, isn't there like a ranking? Like it's Jesus uh, and the disciple and apostle. I didn't know like how it all worked. I thought yes. the apostle was like a student. So the disciples of Jesus, then after his death and I guess uh, resurrection and then ascension, they became mm-hmm. apostles. 
Um, so I personally don't believe that somebody should call themselves an apostle because they personally did not walk with Jesus physically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's not really anything that's like debatable. Like somebody can believe otherwise and that's fine. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh my gosh, you think you're an apostle. Ugh, it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, completely agree. I, th- I mean, and this just kind of confirms the, the thought, like we, like you said, um, regarding having your discipler baptize the disciple. Um, yeah. and so it's a, it's a really neat thing. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I've seen some churches utilize this aspect where the discipler baptizes really? the disciple. And I like that. That's so cool. It's really neat. Yeah. Because like, it's not just like the pastor you see up there every time baptizing. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's regular people that you see sitting in the congregation mm-hmm. and it's like, wow like it makes you feel like you're a part of it rather than it's yeah. all the pastor you know yeah so. that's so awesome but yeah so after the baptism part he says he, he says he says teaching them to observe everything i've commanded you so pretty much mm-hmm. the bible you know just giving telling them what they saw what they witnessed what jesus did all that stuff and then this is the punch this is the best part and remember I am with you to the end of the age. God is always there. I love that. I love that mm. little thing at the beginning. That's such a good way yeah. to end it. It best is best way to end it. Because imagine, imagine, because <laughs> like they just express their doubts, right? So yeah. I imagine after he leaves, like I'm sure that they would feel doubt. Like, mm. am I supposed to still be doing this? Like, am I doing yeah. this right? But then he says, like, don't worry, I am with you. That's so <laughs> neat. As soon as he says that, he just leaves. I'm yeah. <laughs> Straight. Do you ascension. think he stayed for a little bit, or do you think he just went? Um, so Matthew doesn't really give much detail about the post-resurrection and, um, up to, up until the ascension part. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, four, I think it was 40 days that Jesus walked That's on, right. yeah. on earth after, yeah, after uh, his resurrection. Um, so Matthew doesn't talk about that, but, um, nor does he talk about the ascension. Um, interesting enough. I thought he was going to be like, and then Jesus ascended or something along those lines, yeah. but he doesn't. Um, so he blinked. That, yeah. Where'd he go? Um, but yeah, that that is Matthew twenty eight. The whole super, thing. Super not not meaty, but it's super important. Big, it's big it things. is super important. It's the because... beginning of the start. No, wait, no. Yeah, the start of the start. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, absolutely right. And uh, you know, it's really neat because it kind of wraps up everything so well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, Codus, I want to ask you this, man. So I've learned a lot through this this Matthew series, and I hope the listeners have as well. But, Codus, what what's a couple of things that you, uh, you've taken away from the whole Matthew series? I guess the biggest thing is God's always going to be there, you know. He's never going to leave us. You know, he's going to be with us even through, you know, the darkest of times, you know. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be there. If we just keep our faith in God and yep. our faith in Jesus – we're going to do all right. We're, sure. we're going to do good. For sure. I think uh, I think what I will remember most, which I've learned a lot, like mm-hmm. in the in our on our TikTok, like I will comment like stuff in the comments, like when people ask questions, Matthew references galore because like we've gone Dude, through Matthew and it's so I, like I have people message me and stuff and I've been using Matthew for everything. Like yes. I, I, I kind of. I hate it, but I love it. Like, yeah. I, I love that I remember it, but I hate that I'm only using Matthew, Matthew you know? right? Yeah. But, like, I, it just, I just keep popping off Matthew everywhere. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, like even that football. 
Like, there's a few times, like, hey, Matthew mm-hmm. actually says this. Like, Matt, like mm-hmm. it's all the time. It's always yep. Matthew, which it, I'm not, I don't hate. Yeah. But still. Yeah. But you know what's cool is the more that we continue to do these books, we will then also do it with yeah. those books as well. And Revelation so time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I think, okay, well, before I get into what I was about to say. So, I think what I learned the most was Jesus's character. Yeah, that um, was the second thing I was going to say. And it humanized them a lot to me. So, cause I, obviously he is God. And so we worship him, um, as a, as our, in our faith. And so I think oftentimes, which granted he is worthy to be idolized by all yeah. means, but I think most of the time we focus on the God aspect and yeah. not the human aspect. Cause he is hundred yeah. percent God and hundred percent man. Um, and so when we forget the human aspect and we solely focus on the God aspect, it feels like we distance ourselves from him, um, so that we can't necessarily relate as much. But when we read through Matthew and we see the human side of him, it's like, yeah, wow. You know, I just, I just really makes you think like this is a relationship. Like it's like, it's not just, you know, like a God, like this God actually has like a personality, like, you know? Yep. Which, uh. If you don't mind, Codus, I'm going to go through, and I think I'm going to go through each chapter and tell you one thing I remember. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, okay. 28 talk- chapters. Let's get it. 28 chapters. Okay, oh, this- I love this page, dude. This is my, you know, this is this is my favorite. Look at this, bro. It's all just. I love that. Um, oh, my papers fell out. So, I think chapter one is, so they. Mary or the angel said, name him Emmanuel, um, which mm-hmm. means the Lord saves. And so I took away from that, that, which that's a thing to remember by in and of itself. But I took yeah. away from that since the Lord saves that we can't save ourselves. Um, I think that's what I took away from that. What about you? You know, the genealogy, I, I learned how to get really confused really easily. <laughs> um, probably the same thing, honestly. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, it's not much, I guess. I'm yeah. Sure. No, chapter one, chapter one is really basic. Yeah. Um, chapter two, I think the thing I took away was myrrh. Um, we talked a Dirt? little bit about, Kidding. <laughs> right. The sound. Um, but, uh, it was how a, the myrrh is a spice used to anoint bodies for burial. Oh, and then yeah, also yeah. that it was subtly used for wound healing and, and to slow bleeding specifically in women. Dude. And, uh, and so I thought it was interesting that the, that the, feels uh, like it was forever ago. I, I so remember that. Like that was amazing. I was sitting right back there. I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, that was, that yeah. was good. What about you? What about my? It was me? definitely the myrrh thing. Yeah. I remember I was mind blown. I was sitting in my bed. I was like, what? That's, that, <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that, that was something that God had shown me on that day. And then, uh, so Matthew chapter three. Um, so this is 30 years later after the, mm-hmm. the wise men give Jesus the myrrh and stuff. Um, I'm trying to briefly look through things. Um, Mine for this, since since you're looking, I'll give you a chance to look. It was how you said how, like, God made them leave Egypt for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time and then come back and then leave mm-hmm. again, kind of to see what, like, God yep. made them miss. That yep. was the biggest thing. Like, that was, and, yeah. and a great thing that goes with that is just, like, we don't know why God does things, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what God has been teaching me lately, like, God has been working on this for me for a while. It's been like a month probably. Yeah. That's a long time for me, but patience and relying Ooh. on his understanding. Like, yes. it sucks. Like, I'm yeah. going to be honest, it sucks. Yeah. But in the end, we're going to understand why God does the things he does. It may not be instant, but later on down in life, we're going to be like, okay, God, this mm-hmm. is why you did this and not this. Like, makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think a lot of times we, we obviously that's an aspect of faith. We don't know mm-hmm. what the next part that he is planning for us is. Um, but, and so, so while you're talking, I was looking through my notes and there's like, we talked about the Trinity. We talked about baptism. Yeah. We talked about how um, Jesus has come to separate the, the chaff from the, the wheat. And so anyways, there's a whole lot of stuff in Matthew chapter three, but because my next episode or the next topic that we do is going to be on salvation, repentance, and baptism, I'm going to have to say baptism. Although I also want to say that the Trinity is three persons, one essence, but yeah, um, it's like an onion. I heard someone say an onion. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just, sh- 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 like, yeah. cause this is the, the is, this is a weird explanation. I don't know, but I, I heard it once. Yeah. I read somewhere that uh, we can't necessarily give a good analogy for the Trinity, which I don't you believe can't. we can because it's, everything it's... that we come up with is modelism in a sense. And yeah, which is not correct. It's the same um, person, but not the same person. Boom. That's all there is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same person, but not just understand it. <laughs> um, but I think for Matthew chapter four, um, this is where Jesus begins his ministry. So yeah. I've always, I've always taken away that because um, he preaches or he preaches, um, mm-hmm. repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So the importance of repentance, I'll always remember. Mm-hmm. I took away um, fighting temptation with uh, Bible verses, scripture. Mm, yes, love that when he was. Yes. Like, oh, this is he this basically. Is what the, told satan yo man yeah and he just quoted scripture yeah for some reason i was thinking the tests in the wilderness were later in the in the book but no yeah that's definitely oh. chapter four no yeah, yeah you're okay. right it's yeah. totally chapter four yeah scared uh, me i was like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> um matthew five this is the sermon on the mount so yeah the uh i've always loved the salt of the earth like you are the salt of the earth mm-hmm. um but uh I think what the biggest takeaway is that God blesses certain things. So we'll get heavenly rewards for certain actions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hear all the time, you know, like the, our faith is not a workspace salvation or a workspace faith. And so um, when people say, well, let's do good things. Well, people are like, you don't have to, but like, well, yeah. I guess you don't have to, to be saved. I obviously we'll talk about that, I guess later. Yeah. Um, good works are a byproduct of faith, but um your good works are blessed. And you see that all throughout Matthew chapter five and through the, the consequent um, next few chapters um, mm-hmm. as well. But um, just the fact that there's rewards in heaven, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but what about you? So I have a lot highlighted here and I was, I, I liked how it talked about how, like when you're being persecuted, you know, you are like, you are blessed in heaven. Like you are blessed that you're persecuted. Like at first it sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm blessed for being insulted, mm-hmm. but you know, you're being persecuted for good. If that makes yep. sense. Yeah, and it says, you know, uh, pretty much talks about how great. I mean, were the previous ones that were persecuted before you were, like the prophets and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of cool. How yeah, stuff yeah, like that. That's a good point. Um, Matthew six. I'm trying to look over my notes. So I think so. It talks about the Lord's prayer in Matthew six, and we also talk about the mm-hmm. need to not worry. Um, yeah, so, that's that's going to be my <laughs> biggest one there. Yeah, both. Both of those are definitely, in my opinion, yeah. the most memorable. Um, so I'm going to have to stick to that. Um, yeah. Matthew 7, we probably need to pick up the pace a little bit since there's 28 chapters. But Matthew 7, um, what, uh, what do I want to remember from this the most? Um, I remembered uh, 7, I uh, fi- 21 through 23 words. Like, yeah, yeah I, that, I, I, love, I love talking about that one. Yeah. Like how it, it literally, you know, like they're going to do all these great things, but – Never got the chance to get to know him. This is a religion. No, this is a mm-hmm. relationship, not a religion. You yep. know, so I just yep. 
I love that one. Yeah, I think I, I might have to agree with you on that one. Um, if I have to add anything else, it's the, because this is also the judging chapter. So Jesus talks about judging. Yeah. And so, um, and so people are like, oh, you can't judge others. Well, that's not the case because well, so what Jesus says is judge the log or fix the log in your own eye before you deal with the speck in yeah. another's eye. Um, True. But, yeah. but then he says, once you deal with the, the log in your eye, then you can help your brother with the speck. And so we are to judge and help each other out to keep each other mm-hmm. accountable, but in a holy, righteous way, not in a uh, condemning way. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 8. Um, I took away. So I always thought this was funny, but pretty much there's a storm going on. And they're all freaking out and they wake up Jesus and he's like, why are you afraid? You have little faith and just turns the storm off and goes straight to bed. I just thought that was so funny. It's in uh, 23 through 27. I thought it was just funny how he just woke yeah. up, turned the storm off and just went back to bed. I, th- I think uh, what I took away is after the storm, like you're talking about, one of the disciples was like, I forget who died. It was like his mother-in-law or his father-in-law or something like that and jesus said follow me now <laughs> yeah and he, and he said let this uh, the spiritually let the spiritually dead bury the spiritually dead yeah, you have a decision right yeah that's right that's right i forget who it was was it peter's father-in-law um, um i forget i don't think it was, it was, it was an, act, an actual person it was one of the disciples i know that much um his father in uh, matthew eight eighteen, or well i guess 21 but it says lord uh, first, let me go bury my father. Jesus said, follow me and let the dead bury. It doesn't say who it is. It just says. I've gotten verse 22. Um, a disciple's dad had just died. And he asked Jesus if he could bury him first. Um, I got the Queen James. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I have to go back and look at it. But anyway, somebody's dad died. And so Jesus was like, yeah. let the spiritually dead bury the spiritually dead. And he said, you have a choice. You have got to follow me right now. And this yeah. is a make it or break it moment for you. And he yeah, chose to follow that- him. Yeah. And so I think that's incredible because we have that same decision now. Let this let the spiritually dead bury the spiritually dead. Let them fool with yeah. themselves. We have a choice right now to follow Jesus. Yeah. So I love that. Um, Matthew nine. What was your takeaway? Um. Oh, so the healing of the blind. I wrote a little note. It said I put in Jesus' name, all things are possible with faith. So it was definitely how like. Just Jesus healed the man, and mm-hmm. in Jesus' name, we really can do a lot. Like, we can heal people. Like, we have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't uh, – man, this is tough because there's, there's so many good things about each of yeah. chapter, you know? Um, yeah. I guess the, the first thing – because Jesus is healing a lot of people here like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I don't know. I'll, I I always thought it was funny how Jesus talked about, and this is what the this girl had been dead, or this person's daughter had been dead, or son. I don't remember. Somebody's kid had been dead, and, and so Jesus walked in there, and he said, um, "Don't worry, everybody. They were just asleep." And so then the person woke up, which they weren't asleep; they were actually dead. Yeah. But I've always found it interesting how Jesus referred to them as asleep, um, just because of how death is also mentioned as asleep in other other. Uh, Bible verses, but uh, yeah. Matthew ten. Let's. Uh, what, what do we think about that persecution? It uh, in ten sixteen through like uh, twenty. It just talks about like being persecuted and everything. I just I don't know. I like verse about being persecuted because like we can use those every single mm-hmm. day. Like I yeah. just like knowing them and being educated on them. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to add to that, because this is what I took away is. So Jesus told them to be shrewd as snakes, the disciples, because this is where yeah. he was telling disciples to go out and, you know, go. Yeah, this spread. is with this was with uh, uh, Josh. 
Yes. Matthew Ten. Yes. That's right. What a guy. What a guy. Right. Um, I forgot about that. And uh, and so I found it interesting because snakes. I, I thought that was interesting, but snakes are mm. cunning, shrewd, wise, and prepared, and proactive. And so we, as as people who are going and spreading the gospel, ought to be the same way, shrewd yeah. as snakes. So keep that in mind next time you're walking in Walmart. Yeah. And uh, you're supposed to be shrewd as a snake. <laughs> um, but Matthew 11, man. Ooh, which, uh, Matthew which 11. Thing? That's easy. Uh, the 28 through 30, you know, come to me who will worry and burden. Mm. I will give you rest. Love that one. I love mm. that. That is, reminds me of a yeah. old Lecrae song with, I uh, can't remember who it is, but it's like, comes to me. Oh, it's a rap song, obviously, but Christian rap. But yeah. I'm trying to. I, I've probably heard it, especially just Lecrae. Yeah. Um, well, before I mean, he was crazy. Right. <laughs> um, but Matthew 11, is, is it's a pretty short chapter, if I remember it, right. It is, it is. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that Jesus renounced the towns that he didn't, that didn't repent. Because um, he had been, and so he was like, look, I perform miracles for you, and y'all still ain't listening. Like, what else do y'all need to see? There's nothing for you, because if you, if that doesn't convince you, then nothing will. And yeah. so he just renounced the towns and said, nope. So I guess it, uh, it's applicable in the sense that when we have conversation with people and they aren't willing to have actual conversation, like say they're just trying to trap us in conversation, which if they're using the Bible, they can't because it's, it's infallible and inerrant. Um, but, um, but anyways, so if somebody's trying to trap you, just be like, look, there's, you aren't going to, at least in this conversation, come to um, repentance by any means. So you know, I guess it's a good way to know if uh, you're wasting your time or not. But Matthew 12, what you think, man? Um, definitely. I'm always going to remember the pigs getting casted out. <laughs> um, I'll never yeah. forget about that. I just think that's the weirdest thing ever. Oh, uh, the thing I guess I will take away that uh, I, I completely forgot about tunnel, I guess so I didn't really take away, but uh, the spirits are going to come back with seven more. That, like uh, that's, that's that's something we should really remember you know yeah like, yep. be careful yep this is uh that is very true and this is uh I th- the, the story that i'm always going to take away from this chapter and again this is matthew 12 is that this is when the um pharisees claim that jesus is satan himself and mm-hmm. so then jesus says you have now committed blasphemy of the spirit because they attributed god's power to that of the devil um and so but anyways, I always think I, I think people ask about that all the time. Um, yeah, it's good to know. But Matthew thirteen, man, what you think? Uh, there's a lot I have highlighted here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna say the parable of the sower. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely up there. This is, I think, this was a chapter full of parables, wasn't it? Yeah, this whole Ma- the whole beginning of Matthew is pretty much just parables. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find which which one I like the most. Um, oh, 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 I'm trying to remember. Okay. So, um, it was kind of a conjunction of two parables. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man finds in a field. He hides it and sells everything he owns to buy the field. And then the next one is, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for valuable pearls. He finds one, sells everything to buy the pearl. So the first one is about us, you know, like how we're supposed to sell everything, give everything to, Mm -hmm. to, to, for Christ. And then the second one is about God. And so the kingdom pays the, the price and not the merchant. And so anyways, um, or not us. And so, um, so it's saying that God looking for valuable pearls, which would be us, um, he finds one and then he sells everything to, to buy that pearl. So we are the yeah. pearl 
that he yeah, sacrifices. That. Yeah, that he sacrifices Jesus for. So, um, Matthew fourteen, man, what you think? Oh man, it's got to be the Peter walking on the water. One of my favorite <laughs> things ever. I yep. talk about it way too much, but I yep. love it so much. Yep, definitely a good story. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I'll always remember John the Baptist's death. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and how, yeah, yeah, and how he died, and how his head got served on a silver platter. A little girl too. Like, it was just normal for her. I like, know it's crazy. Bro. Um Matthew fifteen. What you think? <laughs> okay, I have a big thing that says sassy. And it's Jesus speaking. It says, do you still lack understanding on Matthew 15, 16? I love that. Sassy. I love that. Because hmm. Jesus, uh, he, had a, he had an attitude, some righteous attitude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I always thought this one was interesting. This, again, this is Matthew 15. So the woman annoyingly asked Jesus to heal uh, the, the woman's demon-possessed daughter. And yeah. Jesus just goes, no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and, and he's like, look, I'm here for God's lost sheep right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to focus on the Israelites. Um, and then, of course, she kept, she, she kept begging, though. And this is what I always remember. She kept begging and was persistent. So he said, fine. Um, your faith is great. So your request, is, <laughs> your, your request has been granted. Um, didn't even go in person. Healed from afar. Um, so That's so cool. Persistence is key, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Keep praying, guys. Annoy that's God. Right. Blow that's, that's right. <laughs> um, what about Matthew 16? Picking up the cross daily. That's, a, that's mm. an important one. Mm. I don't think I can top that. No, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Th- th- there's a lot of good stuff in Matthew 16, though, but I think that's definitely what mm. I'll, I'll take away the most. Um, oh, the mustard seed. I didn't even think about that one. Oh, never mind. That's the next, that's that's the next chapter. Never mind. All right, Matthew 17. Hey, the mustard seed, man. <laughs> the mustard that's that faith seed. the size of... Mustard seed. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's ba- that, that's what's baptized on my leg. I, I read the word baptism, and so, uh, anyways, that's what's tattooed on my that's leg. So, baptized. Yeah. You just baptized one leg in the water, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, only a quarter of me has been baptized now. Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, but uh, Jesus predicted his demise here. Um, that's a yeah. cool thing as well. But I think I want to take Ooh, away like you word. said his demise. Yeah, big yeah. word. Um, but uh, I think mustard seed for me as well. What about yeah. Matthew eighteen? Oh, the lost sheep. Love lost lost sheep. Sheep. I love that parable. Yeah, and you were ready for that one. Oh, I was, dude. I uh, there's a song I forget who sings it, but it's called Seven by Seventy, mm-hmm. and it comes from this chapter. And Peter asks Jesus, like, how many times should I forgive somebody? Yeah, and Jesus says, uh, no. Then Peter goes seven times, and he says seven times seventy. Yeah, and- I saw a TikTok where it was like, um. It was along that, and then it was at one center. It was like more seventy five, more a hundred, yep. more. You know what I'm talking yep. about? It yep. was like that. And yep. It was just it was that kind of verse thing. It was funny. Yeah, more. <laughs> well, yeah. what about Matthew nineteen? Um, I gotta say, there, there was a lot of good stuff. I think in the beginning here, mm-hmm. I guess probably the question about divorce because I was mm. really, con- really, you know confused about it and that kind of helped clear things things up yeah um, oh the vine oh never mind getting ahead of myself <laughs> um that is that's probably the most applicable um because yeah. they're like well what about moses's loss we follow or like why was it <laughs> yeah. written or something along those lines and so he said look moses's law was written out of concession of your heart's hearts and yeah. so um but this is also the judas theory chapter um oh yeah it was so Man, I, see, we could go by books so much faster if we just get one big thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it's – I think that Matthew 19 
is probably one of the most applicable in my mind, like easily applicable that is to today's world. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Obviously not everybody's been. The possessions one is very mm-hmm. predictable, whatever you said. I don't yeah. know. You, you said a big word into today's day. Applicable. Applicable. There you go. Yes. I don't got um, the grammar you do. No, grammar? I do. That's not the right word. Uh, vocabulary. There you go. Yeah. Um, Iowa, let's go. <laughs> but uh, Georgia, woo. We <laughs> um, <laughs> better. Um, but uh, I, I, I take that back. The, the thing I'm going to take away most is that the kingdom of heaven belongs to people that are like children. That's what I remember. Good so, thing I'm a child. Right. <laughs> you and me both. Matthew 20, what's your takeaway? Vineyard workers was pretty important. I think so. I'm mm. going to say the vineyard workers. They're the parable. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't a lot, but it was a pretty short chapter. It was a short chapter. Um, and I'm only going to say this because this is what I immediately see is when the Sons of Thunder's mom, um, John oh, yeah. and James, yeah. she, she says, uh, can they sit on the right and left of you when you get to heaven? Mm-hmm. Uh, on your throne and jesus said you don't even know what you're asking can you drink <laughs> from the bitter cup of suffering that i'm about to drink <laughs> like she's like or he's saying do you really think that they're equivalent to me and the fact that i'm about to suffer entirely and <laughs> they can sin and still you, be the saved? man had sass oh yeah oh yeah so um all right 21 uh it was definitely how about if you have faith and you pray and you believe you'll get what you pray for obviously if mm-hmm. it's in the will i uh I'm going to take away the withering tree, the withering fig tree. <laughs> there you go. That's a good um, one. Yeah. So there was no fig on it. Jesus said, curse you. And the tree, the fig tree withered up and died because he was hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I'll always remember that you and I could be that fig tree. Remember when he returns and if we don't have that fruit. Don't say that. Dude, I'm telling you. That's one of my, scar- that's one of my scariest fears. Well, like, I've always been scared that, like, I'll somehow accidentally drift away. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrified of that. Like, I, I am deeply terrified well, that, let that motivate you right there I don't know. be the withering fig like, tree but go ahead oh, man it's just scary like because yeah. i'm i'm doing great i'm not perfect obviously but i'm doing pretty sure. all right sure and like the thought of that it has always haunted me like what yeah. if by somehow i feel like i it's always just terrified me like <laughs> i don't know why i think that worry is what's going to save you yeah, um, I'm but, ho- well, I'm hoping more saves me, but you know, yeah, my, that's motivational. My, my phone just died for the live, so just so I, you know. I see that. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I definitely think the thing I'm going to take away the most um, from that, or sorry, no, 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 sorry, I already said what I'm going to take away the most, but I want to add to that that you know, remember the parable of the the person that or the people rather that were given money and so they they uh, invested it and returned some back and they doubled their money except for the one guy that had the one bag of money he dug a hole and put it in the ground and didn't. It didn't invest it, yeah. and then, and then yeah. the master was mad. I think that parable also correlates with the fig tree theory that I, we, you know, we kind of talked about with mm-hmm. us possibly being the the withering fig tree. Um, but Matthew twenty two, what you think? Um, probably the love your God with all your heart and soul and your mind. That's a pretty important mm-hmm. one to take away. Yeah, I love the uh, the story here of the Pharisees ask. Jesus, you know, uh, do we have a right to pay taxes? And so Jesus is yeah. like, well, give to Caesar what's his and give God what's his. So I uh, always love that. So uh, Matthew 23. Um, uh, Matthew twenty three twelve talks about being humble a little bit. So I think, I don't know. There's a lot, actually. I changed my mind. Yeah. 
I uh, while that's just thinking, what I took away. Okay. Being humble. Yeah. Um, the greatest among you must be a servant. Matthew twenty three eleven. That's uh, I think that's something we all ought to remember. Um, what about twenty four for you? I was thinking because there's a lot here. There well, is a lot. Um, oh, man. I, I think that no one the, knows the day and the hour. I think the, that was yeah. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> the, the the urgency of it, the fact that we ought to live in such an urgent way because we don't know the day or the hour. Facts. You have anything else you want to add to that? No, that's. I just looked. The, I like the parable of like the thief and stuff. I love mm-hmm. that one. I use that now. Um, that's a good one to to reference. Uh, yeah. Matthew twenty five. I think I'm going to have to go with faith as the, the yeah. purpose of the two, um, two parables, the first two parables, that is, um, and how we can lack faith and our faith can waver. And so we need to have proper faith when the groom returns. So that's what I'm yeah. taking away from the it. The thing I took away, so mm-hmm. I was using this in football, like the past week I've been saying this. Everyone's like, oh, I'm the goat, you know, I'm the goat. I'm like, no, Jesus t- tells us not to be goats. you got to be sheep. <laughs> Yeah. And they were so confused, so I was like, just go read Matthew 25. Yeah, you But I've been, I could use that. It's so funny. I love that. Um, I think something else I, I just scanned across was if you do nothing with your faith, you lose your faith pretty much. So, yeah. and by, by – it's, again, similar to the parable of the man that dug the hole with the, of mm. the bag of money, you know. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Oh, wait. That was, that was my takeaway from that parable. <laughs> um, <laughs> So there you go. That's the parable. <laughs> um, Matthew 26. I wrote really tiny on this one because there's a lot. There was um, a lot. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just going to, I'm just going to quickly say it out. The Judas and the Peter, all the betrayals. She took away that mm. pretty much betrayal season. Mm. Oh, wait, no, I changed my answer. The garden with Jesus praying. That's oh. what I took away. Yeah. Yeah. This is what set up him, uh, I guess being sacrificed on the cross. Um, I don't know. I, I think something that stuck out to me just to, to realize how human he was. Cause when I read this, like a lot of times I think that God is, or Jesus is God. Of course he is, but mm-hmm. I focus on that aspect. So I don't realize how human he is. And so when it says that mm-hmm. his eyes swole up um, or rather his face uh, beat him with their fists. And so he couldn't see. And so they, uh, they mocked him and stuff. So obviously we knew that his eyes swole up. It just goes to, to remind me how human he was, and he he experienced pain, he experienced swelling, he experienced these physical, you know, negative things about this life. But yet he was able to to not sin and and have proper thoughts and and uh, be who he was. And I, I it's just amazing. Um, Twenty seven. Uh oh. Um. It, um. Okay. So I'm gonna say two parts. One. The most memorable mm. is the fact that he died. Yeah, we, we like can't that's, ignore that. <laughs> like, you can't you can't top that. Exactly. So we're gonna say that, but we're gonna add to it. I'm gonna say that we are Barabbas. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I I think that it. sticks out. The yeah, most my, my third favorite. Then my third favorite <laughs> is okay. how Jesus quoted scripture. He did. Like, what a guy. Yeah, and then he, and then he refused narcotics. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know. If I was up there, I'd be like, hey, get, get me high, doctor. Like, oh, yeah. You know, give me some anesthesia. I don't know. Whatever yeah. they had back then. Yeah. Probably not anesthesia. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was something gall. Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, wine thingy. Yeah. It was like sour vinegar. Um, but 
That is it. We just recapped all of Matthew because we don't need we to We didn't do 28. 28. We don't need to do 28. We what, just did the what's whole... your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway of 28? Yeah. I got to flip back to it. This the Great Commission. Well, yeah, that's probably – okay, aside from that, <laughs> because that's like the main point of the entire thing. Um, I think – I don't know. I think it's interesting in terms of apologetics that women um, discovered that Jesus' tomb was empty. Um, yeah. Because – Yeah, you can keep going on that. Oh, okay. We were going to the same um, place. Well, yeah, because in that time, you know, mm-hmm. women um, weren't held, like, credible. And so yeah. the, the fact that the disciples wrote what truly happened by saying that the women discovered that the tomb was empty, you know, just adds to the, the truth that was what was recorded, you know. Um, because if, if, if they had written that a man had discovered it, mm-hmm. um, or rather if they were lying about the, the tomb being empty, they would have written that a man discovered that it was empty because that's more credible. So it just goes to show that they weren't lying. They're just telling the truth and let the cards lie where they fell. Yeah. But what about you? What's your takeaway? Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, <laughs> other than the great commission, I yeah. didn't really take away much, but. I think the the women thing actually is very important. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> well, Codus, congratulations. We have now worked. Congratulations through... to you too. Thanks, man. We have now worked through, studied in depth, and relayed the words of the Bible in an audio format so that all, even people that can't see, may now know. So. It's, uh, I feel accomplished. But with that being said, we have now spread the gospel to whoever can have access to the internet um, that choose to listen to the podcast. So, I, uh, well, any last thoughts before I, I kind of summarize? Godspeed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so if you're listening to this, like you just heard <laughs> us go through the gospel. And now we ne- didn't necessarily summarize every like point, but the, the the big summary in just like a, a minute is this. Jesus, or let, let me start over. God sent his son to die for you. And his son is also him, by the way. <laughs> the Trinity, gotta love it. Well, um, yeah, you know, don't, don't and, confuse him. Right, but this man, okay, let's start over to make it less confusing. This man died for you. This man came, lived a perfect life so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I could have the chance to be perfect, to live, in everlasting life. Now, when I say to be perfect, we can't be perfect, but through Christ's blood, we are enabled to be perfect if we choose to accept that free gift of grace that he has extended to us. So if you've heard our podcast, if you've heard this podcast and you've, you've heard the love because Jesus did this for you. When he was on that cross, he was thinking of you. He wasn't just thinking of himself and the pain that he was feeling. No, he knew exactly what he was doing. He refused the narcotics. He refused the something gall that was mixed in the wine that was a pain uh, for, meant for pain relief. He wanted to be completely suffer. Uh, he wanted to be completely sober so that he could know the pain that he was feeling because he wanted it to mean the absolute most. Because he knew what he was doing. He knew the pain he was taking. He knew the suffering that was being caused. He knew that if he did not do it then you and I could not be saved. And so with that being said, he lived his life. I said with that being said, but he lived his life perfectly without sin, despite having the temptations, despite wanting to sin. We know that because he says, be gone from me, Satan, when Peter uh, yes. tempted him at the idea of 
continuing to live and not having to sacrifice himself. We know that he didn't want to die. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane or whatever it's called on the Mount of Olives. Um, and he prayed and for God's will says, look, if it, if it is your will, I'll do it. But please, if you can take this cup of suffering that I'm about to endure, like he did this for you. I know this is longer than a minute, but bear with me. <laughs> um, but he loves you. And if you don't see that, after reading through Matthew or listening through Matthew, if you listen to all the podcast episodes, then I highly encourage you to seek more. The Bible says, if you seek, you shall find, and he will give you your heart's desire. So set your heart on the Lord and he will give you himself. Anyways. <laughs> you went off. Yeah. So, that was awesome. Um, thanks, man. Um, I taught up in here. <laughs> so if you want to make that choice, if you're like, God, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Uh, I want to, to, I want to give you my life. I, I, you deserve it. You died for me. The least I can do is sacrifice myself for you. Right. Uh, an eye for an eye, right? Like the worst I can do is sacrifice my life for you. Um, (laughs) anyways, don't take that quite so literally. He doesn't want you to die or else you'd be dead, but you get what I'm saying. You can sacrifice. If you do get, if you do die, there's great rewards in heaven. That is true. He is totally worth dying for God is. Um, by all means, and I think I will end up dying for him at some point in my life because I think we're at that point. I'd be okay in the with world. it. Oh, one thousand percent. Like without hesitation, I will. I will. My the pro- the thing that I don't want to do is get burned at a stake because I think that'd be miserable. But I, I would love to be burned at a stake. Oh, it's too. gonna suck. But if I have yeah. to, you know, I'm I'm hey, I'm in it for those unlimited Oreos in heaven, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> as long as they're double stuff, like that's fine, bro. Triple. Um, but you know what? It's a. Uh, if you want to make that decision, if you and you probably you, you just heard us say that we're willing to die at a stake on fire for God. And that's just because we've experienced his love and he has shown his, his love. And I promise you, once you experience his love, you will want to do the same. I know it sounds crazy, but you'll get to that point. Um, but you don't have to be at that point right now. Faith is of differing degrees. What matters is, is that you devote your life to Christ. You sacrifice your life for Christ, if not physically, then at least in your um, your wants. So. Um, if you are willing to do that, if you uh, believe that Jesus is Savior, that he did die and resurrect, and that he is the Son of God and Son of Man all at once, Codus has a prayer for you. Yes, I do. All right, repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you, uh, if you prayed that prayer, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram is going to be Yolt, so search Y-O-L-T Christian Podcast, and we ought to pop up. Um, and DM us. Just let us know. Yeah. Um, let us know that you did that, and so that way we can obviously know, but also so that we can give you next steps so that we can tell you what your next steps in the faith are, um, one of which is going to be getting baptized and finding a local church to baptize you. Um, or a, or a buddy. Right? Um, we'll do it. We'll fly out. Yeah. If, uh, if you're relatively close, I'll, yeah. I'll drive 15 hours max, though. So um, so if you are as far west as Texas, I'll go that way. But uh, as far south as Miami, and I guess if that's you're probably... in Alaska, I'll be there in a few hours. <laughs> that's funny. Um, sorry, Alaskans. I won't be flying up there. Um, I'd rather have your pastor decide yeah, I love you. you. <laughs> we love you anyways, though. Um I know you said I don't love you. I do love you. I've just, you know. He, he has a Hawaiian region. <laughs> yeah, you got to take me out to dinner first. You feel me? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Codus, 
Godspeed. No, what? Oh, I, I just said do the honor. Sorry, oh, I interrupted you. Well, good old Godspeed. <laughs>